0: Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 937 The Ticket and The Ticket FM.com.
1: This is The Ticket Water Cooler here on 937 The Ticket and The Ticket FM.com. We are Sponsored by Coligan Water. Give them a call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to coliganlincoln.com. If you want to get a water cooler for your home or office, Uh, go ahead and give them a call. We also have uh, a a friend, a a visitor on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. It's Brian Munson of Husker Online. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. About yourself? Oh, not too bad. Thanks for your patience with us. We got to you a little bit late because we were debating. We we're going through the schedule. We had to make our official spring predictions for the Nebraska football team game by game. I think I landed on 6-6. Six and six. Um, Nate, over here, I think you're 8 and, you go 9-3. 9-3. and Brian, if you had to make a spring prediction, where do you think you'd be leaning?
0: Well, I'm just pulling up the, the schedule now, but 9-3, and
2: three, really? <laughs> it's an easy schedule, well, Brian.
0: Oh, I'm going. I'm going in there right now. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't tell you what it was off the top of my head, man. But uh, yeah. let me. Uh... As we as we maybe as we wrap up the segment, give me a chance to kind of double. I'll, I'll multitask as we're talking.
1: Yeah, try try to kind of kind of look at that schedule, bring some things in. I was I I, I was giving myself the early season is especially pretty easy for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say any games easy, but as opposed to the later schedule, or the schedule last year. Um, so you know maybe you can you can kind of talk yourself into a good start for Nebraska in the very least. I certainly did that myself. Uh, Nebraska spring Bowl is underway, and and we heard it was kind of funny because Scott Frost. Was was a little bit more guarded about the conversation um, than Whipple was. Mark Whipple, the new offensive coordinator, was asked uh, who was the, the the quarterback receiving the number one reps, and uh, he just kind of said it right away. Um, it's it's the new quarterback from Texas. It's Casey Thompson. Um, does that surprise you that they that they d- are not necessarily having somebody earn it or or you know flip a coin or do whatever? They're starting with Casey Thompson, who has uh, uh, for what it's worth, has a lot more experience than anybody else in that room. Well, I.
0: I think it depends on how people let's, – let's, let's look at it from a, from a lens perspective. There's a competition going on. Whether or not the coach wants to come out and clearly state that there is a leader in the clubhouse or that, that basically everybody is equal, what's the difference? The, di- the difference is, is that there's still only one guy that's going to be under center uh, at the time when, when a ball is snapped come, come game day and that all of those guys now know the score. They are all chasing Casey. It's not about chasing each other, watching everybody else. They're watching one guy, and they and they are trying to go ahead and shoot past that one guy. So I actually kind of appreciate this because I, I, I think that for too long there's been – it's just – it's swirled. It, it's swirled when – when uh, you had McCaffrey there and, and and Smothers and Martinez, and you just had some spots there where where it could have been a little bit clearer that you know you had a guy that was kind of kind of stepping out and doing some things, and it just you know it was just always martinez 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 Martinez, as opposed to you know kind of going through you know some of this right here so i i I actually kind of really like this i really I really like the idea of naming who the guy is. <clears throat> Tell everybody else, you know, there's a there's a there's a way for you to chase this guy, and there's also a way for you right now to find your role, and, and the and the role may be that you're not going to be the starter of the season because you can see not just one guy but maybe multiple guys in front of you, but figure out what's making those guys putting those guys in front of you, and adjust your game with that that basically those thoughts. And I I like I said I, I like I like what just happened.
2: Uh, Brian, when we were listening to Scott Frost yesterday, a lot of what was brought up with special teams, obviously, so last year was not great on the special team side of the ball. And and Scott mentioned that this year he will be able to focus a little bit more on special teams, brought up his NFL experience playing on special teams. How much of an impact do you think that'll have moving forward this season?
0: Well, I I think Scott being over there really will help out Bill Bush, um, right. I think, I think Bill Bush, I don't think people really understand what happens with that, that special teams period. When you, when you actually have a special teams coordinator, they have 10 minutes basically to coach the entire team. That is their period. That's their practice. They get 10 minutes to kind of do it all. And there's, there's literally, well, I say literally nobody, but you know, you basically have access to everybody on the roster to make your part of the game, special teams, the best that it can possibly be. Now, obviously you don't want to have Casey Thompson returning punts and you're not going to put a couple guys in some other spots. You're going to have to find some guys down the ladder a little bit more and you don't want to risk some guys, but in the end, you're going to have a few, few more named guys up there in coverage and return. And I think also it's going to be a little bit surprising where some of those players get pulled from. I would look for a few more wide receivers to play some role on special teams, especially when it comes to coverage, because I think you need to have that speed kind of going down the field. Uh, And some of those guys are obviously two way athletes. So I think Scott Frost being a two way athlete himself, uh, you know, having, having spent some time in the defensive backfield and obviously quarterback in Nebraska, um, he can, can give some great fresh perspective. I think he can do some great eval there with coach Bush. They can kind of sort it out quicker Kind of come to some more conclusions, maybe even come up with a little bit of a depth chart when it comes to special teams. And like I said, it, special teams is all about that constant reevaluation to make sure the right guys are out there at all times. So even when you have the ones, you got to be going through the twos, and you have to start reevaluating with the twos when you're not seeing the type of play that you want with your with your number one unit.
1: Uh, two questions here surrounding the running game because la- yesterday Frost said um, that him and, and Whipple's visions as far as the running game are, are pretty similar, so there's not going to be a whole lot of change there. And I think that's pretty solid considering what Frost has been able to do, at least in the running game at Nebraska. Certainly could get better um, with some of the running backs, but you know the quarterback involved in it certainly helped. Uh, the other question I had uh, as part of that too is is just kind of thinking through Ramir Johnson. Is that you know kind of at the wide receiver position, different positions across the team? It's been kind of described as a it's a blank state slate. Everybody's got an equal opportunity. These are new coaches coming in and uh, and, they're going to want to see what, what everybody has and everybody starts from zero. Do you think that that's the right approach to go, specifically in a, in a running back room um, mm-hmm. where you would think maybe you wouldn't want to rely on a Ramir Johnson that has, has maybe earned his right probably to be the leader of that room um, and has kind of been through it, you know, been at the bottom of the depth chart, now rising up. They led off with him as far as yeah. players at the podium yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of wonder, with a new coach, I don't know if, if every position needs to be a blank slate.
0: You know, Coach Applewhite also said something that I thought was kind of interesting. You know, he's never really going to have that clear number one He's going to have two, three, four guys that are going to be listed as or. And he's going to have three or four guys that are going to be able to kind of go every single weekend. And and I think that that's really, first of all, it's the way of the world in the NFL. There are very few teams that go out there and have like a feature back. There's what, Derrick Henry. there's, there's, There's maybe what, two or three other guys that are really kind of really the feature guy. Otherwise, the NFL has got it figured out. You're better off with a little bit of a committee, you're better off keeping legs fresh, and, and you're and you're better off with just having the numbers back there. And Nebraska has numbers in the room. Um, getting back though to Ramir Johnson, uh he's a bit of a he's a he's a guy that I think nothing is really gonna face him at this point. And, and while I would sit there and agree with you that there there, there probably needs to be some connection between the carrot on the stick never getting to the mouth because it seems like you're, you're kind of continuing to keep it out there. It's perpetual. There there There's obviously going to be a way for him to stand out all spring. And, and I think that obviously there's going to be some, you know, when Gabe Irvin gets back there, what's going to happen like when A.J. Allen makes it to town? <clears throat> what role is Emmitt Johnson going to necessarily play this year? Uh, it, it, there's a few more guys here. I think they're, they're going to have some say about things even after the spring is over. Um, and, and Anthony Grant is a, one of those newcomers too that's going to come in there and and want to go ahead and, and, and make sure that people know what he's all about. So I think the room is very deep. What is there? Seven scholarship running backs in there this spring. Um, and, and I think that obviously there's some few guys that are that are or a couple guys at least that are still c- going to be showing up. I think people are kind of forecasting maybe a guy or two uh, as leaving, but I think that Ramir Johnson has to figure that, you know, if he goes out there and and does what he's capable of doing, he should figure into that top three, top four kind of situation that Applewhite wants to have, and if he can do some things right that kind of separate him from other guys, he'll find himself on the football field, no question.
2: Uh, Brian, so one of the big questions that a lot of Husker fans have had is just kind of the receiver room, how will Mickey Joseph filter into that, and he says he's excited to start start out spring ball, and then I know Scott Frost mentioned Alante Brown, which is a name we haven't really heard too much of. So what are just kind of your initial reactions heading into spring? Like who's going to take on the bulk of the uh, of the duties at the receiver position, and then obviously you put Casey Thompson and Mark Whipple together. I mean – we can assume they might try and air it out a little bit more than they did with Adrian Martinez. How's that going to kind of adjust throughout the season?
0: Well, I thought what was really interesting too is when you take Omar Manning, that is really in my mind uh, kind of that classic uh, X, and you're putting him now into the slot position right? because you want to feature a guy like him that's going to have a a bigger body, that's going to be doing some stuff across the middle, more of a go-to guy, a little bit more... I, I dare to say possession because I mean, Cooper cup would really resent that. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, there's really some things there about that position that are very intriguing. You, you have the opportunity to work the middle. You have the opportunity to kind of set things up to where you can, you can kind of uh, break one way and then break the other on, on the next time after you kind of go ahead and beat a guy a few times. Um, and there's a lot of read routes that kind of go along with it. So I thought that that was interesting, but I like the Alante Brown mention. He's got great speed. I, I think people have to pay attention to Isaiah Gar- uh, Garcia Castaneda. Nice. I, I think he's got some great speed that's going to go ahead and, and catch some people. I, I think if you're talking, though, about Omar Manning moving inside, I'm going to be very curious about who it is then that are playing the outside positions. Is this about the time then that we start talking about, uh, I don't know, um, you know, like a, a Kamani Grimes, or or is this where you know an Oliver Martin really kind of takes takes on the role of being out there? Because I know he's going to play a role in the return game. Um, it's going to be very very interesting to see what kind of happens when you when you go ahead. You know, obviously um, uh, obviously Bets is going to play a role there too. I kind of went and spaced him completely till right now, but I, I think when Manning moves inside and you know, Alante Brown is is there as well. Then you kind of then you're figuring out if it's vets and you figure out who that other two three guys are. But then you're obviously with Manning putting it at the slot. I think it's just an interesting concept, and I think it's I think it's gonna make it's almost like having that second or third kind of tight end and, and kind of being safer about having some guys there that know how to work the middle of the field.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how they they work in those tight ends as well. Because Whipple was talking about that the other day. Uh, but unfortunately, we're up against it, so we're going to have to we're going to have to ask you for your season prediction here on March first. Oh remember, remember, the idea w- is to give yourself some room to drink some Kool Aid, to buy in a little bit more. So by summer, maybe you can give maybe two more victories here.
0: Let me see here. <laughs> um, one, two. Ooh, gosh. I'm going eight and four. Hey, there you, there you go. go. I think I think it does set up a little bit differently with a couple of these teams coming to Lincoln, and I do agree with the out of conference schedule. And I actually do like catching Oklahoma with a new head coach in Lincoln,
2: oh, has, yeah. as well as yeah. they played
0: them down in Norman last year. So could be very interesting as long as they get all the kinks kind of worked out with the new offensive staff and the new the new starting quarterback. This could really set up really nice for Nebraska this season.
1: I'd like to hear we've got some, we got some people drinking the Kool-Aid early on. Oh, in, yeah. And hopefully that Kool-Aid <laughs> will come through because we've been drinking gallons of it for the last couple of years. It just doesn't seem to be popping back up. But uh, once again, thanks to you to Brian Munson of Husker Online for joining us. Brian, uh, have a good day out there. Yep, we'll see you, Ben. All right, there he goes, Brian Munson of Husker Online. Uh, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back here in just a few minutes to round out the show. And On the Block will be next. But the Ticket Water Cooler will be back as well here in just a few minutes.